Welcome to the Gambling Couch, everybody. I am Cade, and I'm joined with two human beings tonight, in person, for the first time in weeks. It's been like three years? It's been weeks. It's been weeks. It's been weeks, multiple weeks. So like three weeks. My name is Keaton. That's Seth, and Keaton's here. Keaton, say hi to our all four fans we have. Uh, glad to be back, four fans. Wait, only four fans? Four fans only? Onlyfans.com. Uh, yeah, Keaton, plug your OnlyFans. <laughs> um, at Gambling Fingers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hit me with that follow. Anyways, we're supposed to plug our socials at the beginning of this podcast. Um, Seth was talking about how he really wanted to get out there and you know, so get after these. So, I'm going to try this. They're all the same. Well, they're not. On Twitter, we are at Gambling Couch. Love it. On Instagram, we are at The Gambling Couch. Correct. And our Gmail is The Gambling Couch at gmail.com. We're looking into making a TikTok possibly, so stay tuned there. Yeah, might post our be entirely Seth's job. Might post our picks on TikTok. We aren't sure about that yet, though. Picture Seth will post face. his picks on TikTok, and we'll, yeah. we'll stay doing what we do. Uh, anyways, I guess Seth and I, we can recap week nine. I don't no. think it was great for either of us, so we'll go through it quickly. I was undefeated again. Keaton hasn't lost in three weeks, so that's a plus. Personal um, record, actually. I was one and two. Ravens beat the Colts. Arizona lost to Miami. And Denver couldn't cover. Maybe I, I'm not going to bet Denver this week. I'm going to scratch that. Seth, what would you do? I'm on a cold streak, man. I didn't get any covers last week in my best bets. The Chiefs did not blow out the Panthers. That was a close game. Chicago lost by seven. I got them plus six, so that kind of sucks. That was a weird game, too. Um, one of the Tennessee's touchdowns was a defensive touchdown on a fumble recovery to the house. Otherwise, Chicago kind of shut them down. So, weird game there. Um, and then the Steelers looked really weird against the Cowboys and did not cover that. Shocker. Shocker alert. Um, What's the Dallas's Cowboy or the Cowboys uh, quarterback's name now? Which uh, one? Garrett. Uh, Garrett. Garrett Cooper? No, that's yeah. where I wanted to go, but that's not it. Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, Garrett Gilbert. Got him. Double Gilbert. G's. Yes, sir. There it is. You know? Yes, that's the... I hope, they, I hope they just start rolling out a different QB every week. I think that would be like a wrinkle in that offense. I think offense. they found their franchise guy in Double G's. That's true. He's They're on a buy, I mean, right? really, he's a, I would call him a budget Dak, you know? Yeah. Because you'd save money just not pay, paying Dak. Pay him a quarter of what you would pay Dak, and... Call it budget deck. Then pay the You could change his name. I'm sure he'd be willing to change his name. You know? Bring Andy back Z as a backup. To run three yards every time he touches the ball. Yes, sir. So, that's week nine. I guess we'll do week ten. Keaton, since you are the honorary returning guest, what's your first pick? Uh, first pick of the week, Browns minus three against Houston. Um, I'm getting Chubb and Baker, it sounds like, right now. Keep an eye on that just in case the line would move if so. But right now we're looking good to go with both of them. Um, the biggest thing here is the Browns uh, run the ball head and shoulders better with Chubb back there. And you're going against Houston's defense, who's 31st in yards per carry allowed and 32nd out of how many teams? 33. Uh, 32. Seth right. can't count. Um, yards per game allowed. So Chubb's going to run it down their throats. Three points isn't a whole lot to cover when you can just run the ball down these guys. So, you know, Browns minus three. Favorite bet of the week. Yeah, I'm uh, 100% with you. I looked at that as one of my best bets for the reasons you stated. Houston cannot stop the run. You're getting Nick Chubb back. Kareem Hunt has been fantastic himself, averaging five yards per carry just about. Um, you have arguably um, the best edge rusher in the game in Miles Garrett. He has nine sacks on the year. Four forced fumbles. Four fu forced fumbles, a handful of tackles for loss. Um, the worry, obviously, would be 
um, the secondary against a pretty good passing attack. But um, I think you have the right side. I think they're going to be able to run it down their throat. I think that um, they're going to be able to handle the time of possession. And it's only a field goal they have to cover there. So I'm with you. Um, if this Houston team can only beat a rookie quarterback by two, I'm assuming this rushing attack will be able to do better. Yeah, I agree. I think Cleveland's definitely the side with how bad Houston's defense is. Um, Cleveland isn't great defensively either, so you might your worry with that would be Deshaun does some things, but Houston's weapons are nowhere near you know what they have had in years past. So you're on the right side with Cleveland, and I like it. Congrats, man. I'm Good pick, to be back. I'm picking the right side. I'm feeling side. supported. Yeah. Uh, Seth. Seth. Is it me? Come on. <laughs> Is it me? Wake up. <laughs> so I don't, you know, it's it's kind of a, a gross team to bet, but I'm going to take the New York football Giants plus three and a half at home against the Eagles for a handful of reasons that I will go over. One, the Giants have a higher passing and rushing offensive efficiency than the Eagles, and it's not tough to do that because the Eagles are 31st in passing efficiency this year. Carson Wentz does not look the same. He has 12 interceptions on the year. Um, his wide receiver core has been banged up. Looks like they just got Jalen Rager back, but even then, I think the Giants might arguably, as bad as their offense is, they might have the better offense between these two teams. The Giants' rush defense is better um, than their pass defense, which matches up with the Eagles' strength of running the football. You have Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and Dalvin Tomlinson on that defensive line, and they all get after the quarterback. Um, the biggest thing for me is Phil, uh, uh, sorry, Philadelphia's offensive line is the second worst in pass protection in the NFL against those guys that I just named. Blake Martinez has been a stud in the running game. Um, and just look at the Giants' last five games. I talked about this before the podcast, but the last five, a three-point win over the Washington football team, a two-point loss to the Buccaneers, one-point loss to the same Eagles team, one-point win against Washington, and three-point loss to Dallas with Dak. Um, so the worry here is that you're getting Philly off a bye. They have some time to heal up those injuries, um, but their injury report is still extensive. You're getting over a field goal. You're at home, and I would not be surprised if they win. This, to me, feels like a game you're going to sweat until the like literally the final ticks of this clock. I don't think you have the wrong side. It's a stay away from me, but uh, I would just you know double up on some layers because it's going to get warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not going to bet it either. Um, Philly is getting Miles Sanders back. Um, you know, they're a bad team. Someone's got to win the NFC East, and at this point, Philly needs every win they can get. So I would worry a little bit that this is one that they're prepping for hard coming out of a bye, like you said. But I would stay away personally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the Giants have played close games in the past, these, these past few weeks, and they're not – Terrible. I mean, they're not the New York Jets, so I don't hate it. Hey, it feels like a good bounce back week for you. Here we go. Let's we go. go. Three and zero. Kate, what you got, buddy? I like the Bills plus two on the road against Arizona Cardinals. So Buffalo offensively, they'd been struggling these last few weeks. Last week, they put up I think it was forty four against Seattle, who is they're awful defensively. We all know. Um, I see this week playing out similarly. I think they can put up points against Arizona's defense, which is much better than Seattle, but they're young. And the Bills got back John Brown last week, and I think he's a big dude for them as a downfield threat. Um, both secondaries are kind of middle of the pack, just looking at metrics. Um, and Josh Allen, I think, you know, he. there were signs of life even when they weren't 
you know, moving the ball well and scoring. So I like the fact that that was a bounce back week. Last week, they're getting two points here in Arizona. Don't have to worry about weather or anything like that. I think there's a lot of points. I think Buffalo wins, and I feel like I'm getting two free points. I don't think that Arizona should be favored here. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think this is the right side with the Bills. Um, the biggest thing for me with that Bills as a team is if the whoever they're playing can run the football really well, especially from the running back position, I tend to lean that way. And when the team they're playing can't run the ball well from the running back position, I struggle to back um, that side. I just think this is probably the Bills game to win here. Uh, yeah, Arizona's pressured to keep pace here with that good NFC West. But it, I like you said, I just think you're getting the right team and you're getting two points. And we kind of mentioned this pre-pod, but I don't really, I don't really appreciate the way Cliff Kingsbury has uh, managed the clock in games late um, these last couple weeks. So I'm, I'm not trusting it. I wouldn't doubt it if that continues. And I refuse to be on that side watching uh, my belt, my bet melt away. So I believe Kenyon Drake is still hurt for Arizona. I think Edmund Chase Edmonds is leading it. Well, it just doesn't seem like regardless who's back there all year long, they haven't yeah. had much success. No, you're right. Like, but, but but obviously it helps to. Yeah. I'd rather have the two guy than the one guy if I'm on the other side. So. Yeah, yeah, bills for me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna stay away from this one. I did. I looked at both sides. Honestly, they're both kind of attractive. You could talk me into either one. Um, I like your bills pick though. I like your reasoning for it. I think Josh Allen is the real deal. We've talked about him quite a lot on the podcast. The worry, obviously, I think would be Kyler. The way I mean, he's on pace for over a thousand yards on the ground, and I believe he has eight rushing touchdowns through eight games. He's on pace for sixteen. I know that. Um, so that would be the worry is that the Bills defense hasn't been that good and Arizona's offense has looked really good at times but um, last week we saw Miami's defense who has been terrible against the run all year they shut down Chase Edmonds to under three yards per carry so I think that um, goes to show that maybe Arizona running with the running back like you guys mentioned hasn't been as efficient as a lot of other teams and maybe that works in the Bills favor so I'm going to stay away but I don't mind your side Arizona also gave up like 34 to Miami in a rookie quarterback last week, so that was kind of a little bit of it. I think that Buffalo, you know, is head and shoulders a better offensive team than Miami, so I think that's kind of telling in the sense that, you know, you can put up points against Arizona if you're doing the right things, and I think that, you know, McDermott kind of gets them ready for this one, so. To me, it's kind of crazy how far the Bills have, like, changed how their kind of whole team runs in the last year you go from yeah. last year where it was just like can we beat teams 14 to 10 and now it's like we're winning 44 to what it was yeah. 30 i don't remember now, i think that or this week at least that over in buffalo arizona 56. over 56 i mean it's a big number but i mean these are two high period how that's kind of my this is my favorite one of the week i think i think anything that buffalo's in you know if they're playing another team with a high powered offense i think there's going to be lots of points it really it just Seattle speaks game. to the evolution of josh allen and I mean, and I, the weapons around him, really. I think yeah, Diggs. Adding I, Diggs was huge. And I wasn't a believer. The minute they got Diggs, I was like, here's another guy. He was kind of Odellish to me, where mm. it was just like, it's a lot of talk. It's a lot of high and low emotions. It's a lot of like that stuff where he'll have a game or two, and then he'll have two catches for 10 yards or whatever. But I've been mm. absolutely wrong. That guy's been incredible for them. Yeah. All right, pick number two. I got the Bucks laying five at Carolina. Um, for me, the doubtful at best CMC um, out on that. And then even after last week, Tampa Bay is ninth versus the pass. And I just to me, like that defense is just good. And you're getting them after getting absolutely smoked by the Saints. Breeze had four touchdowns. Brady threw three picks, I believe. Correct. Uh, this just seems like the ultimate bounce back spot. The Carolina just played a really good game against the Chiefs. That was impressive, but the Bucks are only laying five here. I think they're going to win this probably by double digits. 
Um, it's just teams going in opposite directions in this week, and it's a bad matchup for me. I think you're going to get a pissed-off Bucks team. And I think Teddy's good. Obviously, his coverage rate is the best in the league um, in his career. I think I heard 33-11 and 11, mm-hmm. um, career-wise, which is incredible. However, this is it's going to be 33-12 and 12 after this week for me. I just This is a bad matchup and a bad spot, and the number's not high enough. Yeah, this is one that I looked at as well um, with the Bucks. I think that a lot of it is coming down to an overreaction from what we saw last week with the Buccaneers. Obviously, they melted down on Monday night. Um, lost 38-3 to against the Saints, and Tom Brady looked really bad. The offense wasn't clicking. Um, there was one possession where I think the Saints got like three sacks in a row. It was like fourth and 35 or something. But all that aside, I just think that the media is overreacting. The public is overreacting. We're forgetting that this team still leads the league in sacks. Um, they have a very high pressure rate. Their secondary has been really good all year. The defense is still first. Um, and defensive DVOA, I believe. Am I talking off base there? I mean, at least statistically everything I saw was... Yeah, first in defensive DVOA so far this year. Um, And, you know, Carolina's been great. I've talked about them, or at least offensively, I've talked about them all year. I really like that offense, but I think Tampa Bay is the defense to kind of shut them down, and um, Carolina's defense is weak. I think this is totally a get-right spot for Tom Brady in that offense, and I'm totally with you. The other thing I forgot to add is no Chris Jones last week for the Chiefs, and I think that makes such a huge de- uh, huge change of like how well they play. It seems like every time I watch them without him, it's a different kind of defense, and I think Carolina looked a little inflated because of that. Yeah, this is I think it's a stay away for me just because I think Carolina is one of those teams that can keep games weird and close. Uh, no McCaffrey obviously hurts. Mike Davis hasn't been bad when he's out. Um, you know, the Bucks. it's a great spot, and I think that's probably, you know, your your primary argument is the fact that coming off a terrible loss to the Saints in division, you're playing another team in division, you want to beat the crap out of them. So um, I think that's where I would kind of lean if I had to bet it. Um, I'd take Tampa just because it's a good spot, but Carolina scares me a little bit, so I would stay away. Fair enough. All right. My second pick, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins minus two and a half at home against the Chargers. I'm buying in on Tua. Um, His first game, he had under 100 yards. You know, he looked like a rookie quarterback, didn't look all that sharp. Last week, he looked good, though. I think he he moved the ball well. Um, He's fun to watch. I mean, it's really interesting to watch a left-handed quarterback back there. It's the first one I've seen since Michael Vick, I believe. Um, but he's fun. I think he, you know, he, he's in the, the right system. I think Brian Flores is a great head coach to, to lead that team. Um, and I think he's going to do well. The Dolphins have the eighth-rated pass defense and have been playing very well on the defensive side of the ball. They've had a defensive touchdown the past two weeks. Um, they have a poor run defense. It's like 29th in the league, I believe. But first of all, the Chargers can't run the football. They're 27th-ranked rush offense. And second of all, I talked about it uh, earlier, but Miami held Chase Edmonds to under three yards per carry last week. So I think they're doing better in that department. I'm not too worried about the run defense. Um, This Chargers defense has been very average all around. Um, The Miami offensive line has been playing above average. So I think that that will work in their favor to give two a time and move the ball downfield. And, I mean, there's a reason that this Chargers team is two and six. I mean, as much as we love Justin Herbert and what he's done, this team gets ahead early every week, and then they start running the ball in the second half on early downs. Instead of throwing the ball, they go away from what got them the lead, and then they blow it. every. It's, it's like... It's clockwork, baby. Yeah, exactly. Set it. Set it and forget it. So I'm going to... I think that the Dolphins... I mean, I'm getting at 
getting them at under a field goal, I think they win this game. I think their defense keeps them in it. I think Tua is the guy for the job, and I think they get it done here. Okay, so my question is then if the biggest bets in this is that the Dolphins are going to be better in the second half and the Chargers always fall apart, is the move to watch the first half, if we see Chargers go up, do we just immediately hammer Dolphins plus whatever blind in that second half? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think that's definitely a good move. I've talked about live betting a little bit over the last couple podcasts. I think it's something that goes overlooked. So, yeah. So maybe the move is to then bet Dolphins money line because it's only minus 140 right now. It's barely, I mean, you're not really giving a whole lot of juice away there. And then you look to cash in additionally if it looks good through the first half. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Kate, what's your take, buddy? Um, I don't know. The Chargers scare me a little bit just with Herbert. Um, and I think, you know, the whole Miami thing, I think it's more so a testament to their defense than it is to Tua in the offense. I mean, he threw for 250 last week with a couple touchdowns. I mean, that's awesome. You're not making mistakes. But, um, you know, I think we, I would like to wait and see exactly what he is. I mean, we saw him against the Rams, and it was not good. The defense won them that game. Um, you know, a defensive touchdown last week was, I mean, the difference maker in this thing. So I would like to see that team put together a full, complete game offensively before I'm going to start, you know, betting them to win and cover games like this. Um, but, again, you know, the Chargers, I don't they're they're nothing special. I, I like Herbert a lot. Um, if they could run the ball, they would be a much better football team. But like you said, they're two and six for a reason. I think part of that has to do with coaching. Part of it's they're just not a full team. So um, personally, yeah. I would probably stay away. I just want to see what Miami is as a squad offensively before I did anything. Um, but I don't hate it. What a difference maker a healthy Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, and a different head coach would make for me in these like they're like. Depending on what happens this offseason, for me, the Chargers and the Dolphins are both actually going to be teams I look to bet like over on next season. Yeah, you know, I what agree. happens between now and then, like they seem like two teams that are really going in the right direction. Because the Chargers have a lot of pieces defensively. You get Bosa back, kind of add a few more here. Well, and, and you there. get Derwin James. Yeah, it's been, been two back. years. I almost forget you forget he's there. Yeah. And then you get Herbert Gosh, with a new awesome. head coach. Healthy Eckler plus Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly's a really good backfield. So I yeah. think that's those guys stop being asked to carry such a big load, yeah. and it's more like come in. You know, Keenan Allen, might, he's, he's a top 10 wide receiver that never gets talked about in that first tier, and I think he deserves to be in that conversation the way yeah, he's playing. Yeah, I wouldn't argue. I like his game, game a lot. Yeah. Cool, cool. I'm on your side. Cato, round two? I like the Bengals plus 7.5 on the road against Pittsburgh. And here's why. Cincinnati is coming off of a bye. They've had two weeks to prep for the Steelers now. The Steelers survived... A gritty win last week against a terrible Cowboys team with their fourth or fifth string quarter fourth string quarterback. Let's call him third. Well, let's call him a hot <laughs> rap quarterback. And then Big Ben is on the COVID list. No practice all week, but he could potentially play if he tests negative on Saturday, meaning he doesn't get to practice or prepare for the Bengals all week. The Steelers offense has struggled as of late. They put up 20-24 against one of the worst defenses in the league last week. They just don't look as explosive. They don't run the ball very well. They have weapons. They can put it together, but they haven't. Cincinnati's defense is not good, and I understand that. On Sunday, <laughs> it will be rainy and windy up to 20 miles an hour in Pittsburgh. I think this will be low scoring. Do I think Cincinnati can win? Maybe. I wouldn't be shocked, but it's I don't expect them to, but I think they cover the 7.5. 
I agree with you on seven and a half feels like a lot when the total is 46 and a half. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's always the chance of maybe Big Ben. If Big Ben doesn't play, how much do you like this bet? Like stupid amounts. Right? Yeah, and I'm, even if he does play, isn't this a game where like, okay, roll him out there. Let's go get a win. We're not going to blow him. I mean, it's it's it, back it's, to back. You just had the Cowboys and they just had this problem. Just That's my like only a glance yeah. over this game we yes. want to get to next week. The only worry I have is it, it is in division and they just came off a game where they obviously weren't playing to their capacity. Yeah. That's my worry. But I'm with you on like if there was going to be a back to back. I mean, it, it's Joe Burrow. They're going to get up for it more. Than, I think they're going to get up for it more than they did last week. But the no Big Ben all week and the or and the no Big Ben all week and then maybe no Big Ben game time. Mm-hmm. Joey covers. I was about to say I have two words. Joey covers that and this Pittsburgh team. They're eight and zero, but every year they have it seems like one letdown game where they lose to an underdog that they shouldn't have even. And it felt let like last week for a while. Holy it God. did. It did, and I think you're totally on it. This offense, um, they're still figuring some things out. I think they have the potential, like you mentioned, but. Uh, I would not trust them to lay seven and a half to just about anybody at this point after I bet them last week against the Cowboys. So, yeah, give me seven and a half at the Bengals. Do we like Zach Taylor off a bye? Yes. I forgot it was off a bye. I do. Yeah. That makes I think he's a good good. coach. The McVay prodigy. The options offensively are better. Higgins looks really good. Boyd looks really good. A.J. Green is like your third weapon, I think. Yeah, and he's been, I mean, like... He's washed. Yeah, I mean, he's washed, but, like, going into it, that's what everyone was like, oh, him and A.J. Green, you know, maybe the quarterback will look okay, and it's actually been all the young guys. Yeah. Can we talk about how many wide receivers have been, rookie wide receivers have been excellent this year, and the Packers got... How about rookies, period? You got three stud quarterbacks I would turn on and watch a full game of just to watch them play QB. Yeah. Jefferson from Minnesota, Higgins for since Chase Claypool. Claypool's been nasty. Um, uh, the guy for Dallas, whose name I'm blanking uh, on. CD. Jerry mm-hmm. Judy. Judy. Yep. Um, KJ Hamler's been pretty good for the Broncos too. Yeah, man. Just a, so many guys. It felt like a time where like football had kind of like we had like young we'd have like one quarterback every year, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now it's just like oh. Brandon Ayuk, Henry Ruggs. There's so many rookie wide receivers out there. It's crazy. Yeah, buddy. Well, shoot. Is it me for round three? I think so. All right, this is getting towards Seth's version of a sweaty cover. So we're going to go backup quarterback on the road, 49ers plus 10 at New Orleans. Uh, So New Orleans off a huge win, obviously blowing out Tampa. Uh, 49ers off a blowout loss to Green Bay. However, they are 3-1 on the road, and they are traveling east just to get maybe, you know, like a nice little cover action. 49ers getting healthier. Mostert and Debo Samuel, both questionable, but have a chance to play. Worst case scenario, that's just giving me more juice on the backside. The number seems like it's set for them not to play. Catching 10 points. For me, it's just the, the, what I'm expecting here is I'm going to get a New Orleans letdown. They've played really well a lot of the year. Obviously, the team's going in the right direction. I think this team, for me, is probably my favorite team in the NFC right now. I would lean Saints. But um, I like, just I just don't like think the they're covered by double digits. No, I don't like the Rams as much as the Saints. Uh, so yeah, Niners plus ten here. Um, I just think if if the Niners can run the football, which obviously New Orleans does a pretty good job of stopping the run, but I think you're you're gonna have a scheme for these Niners to give these guys a chance. They obviously know each other very well. They've played. Um, I like the Niners here. Yeah, uh, I don't hate it. <clears throat> uh, mostly just because last week. The Niners had like three players. It was Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, and someone who I can't remember who were held out because of COVID uh, worries. But it turns out the guy that 
they thought had COVID, didn't have COVID. Basically, three guys got held out for no reason for that team. Three starters um, that they're getting back this week that were not even injured. Um, so that that's going in your favor. Their defense has still been pretty good. I believe off the top of my head, they were 12th. Yes, 12th in defensive DVOA. Um, 6th against the rush, 19th against the pass. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate this spot. I think, you know, you're getting the lines probably inflated towards the Saints because of what they did last week to Tampa Bay. So um, I think that's fine. Uh, we've talked a lot about how um, Jimmy versus Nick Mullins, it hasn't made a huge difference in terms of their offense. I think it's a lot of just the scheme that they run, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, yeah, I, for me, just I'm just betting on at least a semi-healthy running back. We might get Coleman back. We might get Debo Samuel back at wide out, and then we might get Mostert back. If, no, if I get, I've got no Mostert and no Coleman this week. No Shanahan, Coleman. Okay. Shanahan just said today. Just said huh. today. Wow, I didn't get that news. All right. Well, anyways, I, I still like the ten, man. I like. I and like I said, that was more of like an additional. Part of this handicap for me is just I just don't think New Orleans is going to show up and play their ass off. I just don't think it happens. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's just injuries for me. I would stay away just because of that. I mean, Richard Sherman's practicing this week for the first time since before Week One. Um, Debo didn't practice today. They're going to reevaluate him. It's a hamstring thing, so it might be kind of a lingerer. Quan Williams at corner is going to be out for a while. The two running backs we mentioned are playing. It's just they placed the safety Tart on IR last week. Um, just a lot going on. You're right that the Saints line is probably inflated just with how good they looked last week against Tampa. So um, this was probably higher than it should be. But, you know, backup quarterback, no Kittle, no No, but I get you, just, man. It's just, it, it, you're, it's you're either betting on infrastructure and effort or you're betting on lack of, like, dudes. And don't get me wrong, I love Ayuk. I think he's going to be really good out of Arizona State. Um, yeah. Debo's a good – I mean, they, they still have guys – um, they just don't have as many guys as the Saints For have. For future bets, I hope this team just has all these dudes go down and it doesn't work because yeah. we're going to get a line next year that's like, you know, they won six games yeah. last year, seven and a half, eight this year. You know? It's true. Future looks. Seth? Yes, sir. Uh, number three, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens minus seven and a half on the road against New England. Um, why? Because New England has the 30th ranked defense versus the past and 31st against the run. The defense is not good. The front seven is really bad. Secondary has not been getting the job done either. Um, Baltimore has the fifth best running offense in the NFL. A lot of that is attributed to Lamar Jackson, obviously. And Baltimore, on the other side, has the best running defense in the NFL. Uh, this is a New England team that is better at running the football than they are passing. They're 28th in passing efficiency, and they are third in running uh, efficiency on offense, which surprised me that they were so efficient running the football. But you're going up against the best run defense in the NFL. Um, I just think this New England team is actually really bad. Um, the Belichick factor does not worry me at all because he doesn't have talent for the first time in his career. Um, they're facing an explosive offense that has been kind of trending down the past few weeks. There's a lot of question marks on this Ravens offense compared to what we saw last year, but I think this is definitely a get-right spot for them uh, against this New England defense. Okay, what you got? I'm still I'm still developing my take. My one worry is that this is the type of one-dimensional offense that Belichick can game plan for and scheme for, a lot like what we saw him do in the Super Bowl against the Rams where he's got a very, you know, kind of structured system-based offense and he finds a way to game plan for it and shut it down you know it's it's run heavy run first Lamar struggled throwing it you have obviously the Lamar factor getting out of the pocket and doing stuff with his legs 
Um, seven and a half just feels like too much. I don't think New England's terrible. They didn't look great against the Jets, obviously, but they still found a way to win. Um, you know, I think Cam's got a little something left. He's he's not the same guy. I don't think that's a question at this it's point. It's definitely come off the hill from those yeah. first like, two, three weeks. So, I don't know. And I just feel like they're both probably trending downwards as far as, you know, stocks of these teams. So, I would stay away, but it just it scares me a little bit, you know, laying seven and a half with Baltimore. Okay, two questions. One, does the close win over the Jets, do you think that speaks to how close these teams actually are? Or do you think it was a Patriots team looking forward to this matchup? Because I think that really defines... When you're, when you're, that, how, how do you think? Because to me, that defines how you bet this. If it's the Pats are looking forward and they're a little bit more talented than we saw, then I would go Pats here. If you think it's just because they were trying, they, they were playing the Jets full out and they had to keep it that... Or it was kept that close, then you go Ravens. So my answer would be a team that has what? What are they? Three and five now, I think, the Patriots? So when you go into that game two and five, you're not looking past anybody because you're towards the bottom of the league and wins. I don't think, you know, even if it is the Jets, I mean, it's a primetime game. That's a game that you're going to game plan for. You have that extra night of practice. I don't think you're looking past anybody in that spot. Okay. Well, I just mean like, as, I mean like, obviously that's what the coaching staff says. That's what the coaching staff says to every game. I just mean as a player, you're on the Patriots, you're playing an un, like a Jets team that hasn't really given anybody a sniff. No, you're probably right, I think. Yeah, I don't know. That that's what keeps it as a stay away from me. I'm with you, kid. I get it, Seth. I think like, and if if that's how you feel and you feel strongly about it, then that's why you bet it. You know, that's that's what it means. I I'm scared to do it because I don't have, I don't feel that confidently in it. But if you do, I I think you're the right side. Well, I mean, Baltimore's head and shoulders the better team. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. About. And you're gonna get the you and know, if the Joeys versus the Joes. If they've performed better these last few weeks, if they beat in Indianapolis last week by you know two three touchdowns. I mean, they did beat them by two touchdowns. They you know, blow them out, then this line's probably closer to 10 with how bad New England's played. So, I mean, it's not terrible value at 7.5. You just worry that, you know, you see one of those clunker performances you've seen from the offense. But, um, you know, Sunday night, I'm sure they both want to show up. So it should be a good game regardless. And Baltimore has a ton more talents, certainly on the defensive side of the ball. So. This one also, like, over-under-wise is a lean for me. The under 44.5, the under 44 makes me feel like, I mean, the under right now is getting cashed at minus 117, so all the juice is with that. That's probably where I'm at. Probably that That's actually my under, over-under pick of the week. Second lowest under. Yeah, I behind. just think both these teams are going to run the football. Yeah, I think you're right. Pound like it. we said, both defenses, like, the Ravens definitely have more talent defensively, but I don't think we've seen that, like, talent really live up to, like, what we expected. So, to me, it's just going to be a, you know, slow bleed out on both sides. I agree. See who survives. Okay, what's your third? You know what? I was going to pick Denver, but I changed it, and guess what? Going New England? You guys have any idea who I might pick? Oh, let me look at the games. Yeah, let me look at the games. I'll just tell you. It's, no, the, no, no. it's, it's the Rams. Oh, my God. I was going to guess that. Rams minus one and a half at home against the Seahawks, coming off of a bye. Seattle's defense is the worst in the league. Sean McVay has had two weeks to prepare for this god-awful defense. Jared Goff won't have people yelling at him. Sean McVay will be... Pulling the strings in his ear. I think that the Rams put up a lot of points. I think it's high scoring. Hit the over 55 and a half. Seattle's going to do what they do on offense, but I like the pieces defensively for the Rams. They're relatively injury-free on the defensive side of the ball, so I think that they win and they cover the one and a half. It's probably close, but as long as you one by two, you cover. So. Does that defense playing the MVP scare you? Who? 
Yes. Russell Wilson. But I don't think he's the favorite he's anymore. He's the minus favorite. Playing, Seriously? look it up. The MVP. He had three interceptions last week. When did you look? What? I literally looked today. Hmm. That's okay, but you're playing the MVP. You're playing, <laughs> you're playing the defensive player of the year, but you're also playing Russell Wilson with the worst defense in the league. So. Yeah. No, to me, to me, the play is over whatever number they threw on this for me. Because yeah. you're getting McVay with, two, like you said, McVay two weeks to scheme. That sounds like it's going to be effective. I, if Seattle had a great front seven instead of like Jamal Adams, I would be more scared of that that pushing us and the offensive line not standing up. But yeah, we no pass rush against Goff is kind of scary because when he actually has time in He's his good. game plan, he can The offense stuff. is good. The weapons get time to move around and make plays. I think this is going to be 35-30. That's how I feel about this. And wh- whichever side you like better here, man. I- and I'm with you. As a biased Rams fan, you know, minus the one and a half, that's not that much to cover here. And I go think Rams. it's him. Yeah, yeah, when I first looked at it, I leaned Seahawks just because getting them as a dog in any game is kind of attractive. But... I almost put them in my best bets for the same reasons you did. And one thing we didn't touch on is that their offensive line has ranked as the best against the uh, pass rush so far this season. So you're facing a Seahawks team that has no pass rush. Yes, they added Carlos Dunlap, but he has been average so far this season. Um, Goff should have time. You have two weeks to prepare. This is definitely not a look-ahead spot because you need to win this game to win that division. So Yeah, by the way, if the Rams win this game, division leader. It's true. Playing for the crown. It'll be a fun one to watch regardless. The interim crown. That's true. The interim Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. Don't worry about it. So that's week three best bets. We'll recap them. I have Bills plus two. I have Bengals plus seven and a half. And I have the Rams minus one and a half. Seth? I am taking the New York football giants plus three and a half. Miami Dolphins minus two and a half. And the Ravens, minus 7.5. Give me the Browns, minus 3. Give me the Bucks, minus 5. And give me the best road dog of the week, Niners, plus 10. Niners. All right, let's breeze through the rest of the slate. Indy is a one-point favorite on the road against Tennessee. I like Tennessee. Rule number one, don't bet Thursday night Don't bet Thursday night. Don't bet it. Um, I actually lean Indianapolis here. I looked at it a little bit as a best bet, but decided to stay away. Um, you're, you have one of the best um, offensive lines when it comes to running the football um, against a bad defense. They can't get pressure. Um, they've been giving Phillip Rivers time. I think that he's going to have enough time to make plays down the field. Tennessee does not have Adoree Jackson at cornerback. Um, they added Desmond King, which will help. But I think this is just a game where the Colts defense keeps them in it. We saw the Bears hold the Titans to two touchdowns and a field goal offensively last week. I think it's going to be similar this week. Um, I wouldn't mind the under 49.5 in this game because I think the Colts' defense is going to control the pace. Their offense is very slow. Um, Tennessee runs a lot too. So I lean the Colts and the under. I would bet Titans if you made me bet it. This is an absolute stay away on all levels. Yeah, I'd stay away just because Thursday night. But Detroit minus four at home against Washington. We don't know if Stafford's playing or not, so there's no money line. Kind of a weird, just the spreads up. Um but, I mean, Washington's looked decent these last few weeks. I don't know. Detroit's... I can't do Alex Smith. Give me Detroit minus four. Yeah, Alex Smith threw for 340 yards last week. Uh-huh. Three, Did they win? Three he very... Tried. <laughs> he tried. tried. Didn't he throw, like, two picks? Three very know. bad. Okay. Well, two very bad interceptions. One of them is wide receiver <laughs> fell down. Which... Alex Smith so is back. Yes. That's the bottom line. Alex Smith is back. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Cleveland minus three. We already went over that. 
Um, Green Bay, minus 13 against Jacksonville. How have we not talked about Jake Luton yet? We talked about him last week. We mentioned him. I meant this week. I mean, Jake Luton's a... Jakey to cover 13, you know? I thought... I mean, I was looking to replace that Denver bet, and I figured Jacksonville might be decent. I mean... I refuse to bet against angry Aaron Rodgers against that terrible Jackson defense. That's what did it. I'm leaning the 13 just because you have a defense that isn't very good in Green Bay. I don't know... If they can, I mean, I'm rooting for because I want to watch Luton throw the ball around, but he's going to get plenty of opportunities too because they're going to be down by at least ten. Just bet over fifty. There you go. Sure. I think there will be a lot of points if Luton throws like he did last week, and if it's a, I mean, it's a bad Packers defense, like you said. I think there's going to be. The only thing with that is you are in Green Bay. Yeah, it's probably cold and poopy weather too. Yeah. If it was in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, we talked Eagles, about Giants, Bills, Cards. Vegas minus five at home against Denver. I almost bet Denver, but after seeing what they did last week, they pooped the bet against the Chargers. That's okay. Um, I don't know. I just I, I can't trust Denver at this point. They've got a good defense, but I you need to see Drew Locke be like a quarterback, not just like a guy that takes snaps and throws it around the football field. Yeah. So for me, it's if the Raiders are favored, I'm not betting them. If the Ra- Raiders are dogs, I'd bet them. So here it's Denver for me. It's the only play I would make. I- I'm not making it, obviously. So stay away, but Denver if you have to. I almost put Las Vegas in my best bets. I think they cover this easily just because Denver's offense is pretty bad. Um, the Raiders don't have a good defense, but I don't trust Drew Locke to put up points against anybody. And Las Vegas has the 12th ranked passing offense in the league, which I think helps them a lot. Josh Jacobs and a good offensive line can run the football too. Oh, the, the other thing I was going to say, I, I, sorry I skipped this in that Detroit game, but Washington against the Lions, I'm, I'm going to restate this because I've been gone for so long, but Patricia in the second half is god-awful. So if somehow, and not somehow, but if, if logically the Lions are up here going into the second half by a good amount, I'm going to hammer Washington plus whatever number that is, or maybe yeah, somewhere in there. Not a bad idea. Um, let's see... Vikings-Bears? Is that the next one? Yeah, it is. So Bears plus two and a half at, at home. home against Minnesota. Probably really cold in Chicago. Under Over-under is 43 and a half, so they're betting on this thing being low-scoring. Dalvin Cook's been a monster these last few weeks. I don't know. Chicago's terrible offensively. I, I kind of like Minnesota a little bit. I would lean Minnesota here. I, I refuse to bet on this Bears team. I hate Matt Nagy. The offense makes no sense at all. He refuses to do anything but look at his large play sheet and be like, this is what I want to run. To me, having a guy like Foles, who from all accounts I've heard is like a super classy, super nice guy, and he's going out of his way to be like, hey, I'm getting play calls that I literally know I won't have time for, and I'm being forced to call them. If you're the play caller, how do you go back and keep running the same sheet you've been running? It's ridiculous. So, yeah, Minnesota all day long. Um, the other thing is I think the Vikings are going in the right direction here. I know early we like to fade them because that was such a young defense. Yeah. But Zimmer's got them going in the right way as far as I can tell. And I, I like this. To me, it was if it wasn't in Chicago and the Bears weren't so – I like the Vikings, man. I'm going to look to bet them like from here on out kind of thing. They're going to be a team I look at. Yeah, Eileen, Vikings, definitely. They have the best rushing offense in the NFL with Dalvin Cook. He's been the best fantasy player so far this year, even though he did miss a game. And defensively, they're getting on track. They are 13th against the pass, which is a lot better than the first three or four weeks of the season. So I think they're going to be able to limit Chicago's points, um, and the offense is going to do enough to cover that 2.5. Yeah, buddy. 
Does that cover it? Okay, by the way, no podcast picks? I just came back. No podcast picks? Couldn't agree on anything? Should we... Should the Vikings? <sighs> we, none of us put them in our best bets. Yeah, but... so that shows the confidence level. Yeah. No. We're, 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 we'll get back on track. You're going to get the monkey off our back. You're, you're here, so... I'm back. I brought the luck with me. Yeah. I brought some sunshine. Um, Anybody have a total teaser parlay? I've got an over-under for the rest of the season. Me too. Yeah, let's do that. Let's bang those out. All right, so ready? This is going to be really wild. You guys are going to totally disagree with this. Jets under a win and a half. Are you kidding me? Yeah, stay with me here. they got to play the Chargers. Anthony Lynn sucks. They're still going to lose. they got to play the Dolphins. That team's better than them. they got to play the Raiders. That team's better than them. I can keep going. Everyone's better than them. They're not winning two games. It's only minus 130. Cash your tickets now. I think, yeah, we yes. mentioned their best chance to win this year is Week 17 against the Patriots. And even then, that's one. And, and I have a feeling if Bill Belichick loses to Adam Gase in Week 17 of a season that matters to him in his heart, he's going to retire. I would like to boast I took the Jets under 6.5 before the season. Wait, so it turns out Adam Gase, not a good head coach. That's what you're telling me? He's bad. Bet against Gase all the time. Six and a half. How is he not fired? Um, because oh, wait, they want Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, 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 Come right. on! Because they're doing what they want. That's yeah. right. He's actually a great head coach. Come he knows on. what he's doing. I've already heard rumblings about the whole... What was Can it? Sam Darnold go somewhere else for well, Sam no. Darnold's sake? Was it the Philip Rivers or uh, Eli Manning that wanted the trade? Was it Philip, I think? Yeah. Was, yeah. No, yeah. it was Eli. Eli. It was Eli didn't want to be a trade. Eli wanted the trade, yeah. Anyway, I just correlate that. And I've been hearing rumblings that Trevor might do the same thing. I, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm 100% not coming out if the Jets have the number one pick. I wouldn't do it. I would straight up go back to Dabo Sweeney, go play in another Final Four, hang out, be the biggest guy in the world. And then the question is, if they do get Trevor, where does Sam Darnold go? I would bet Chicago, because I think that'd be hilarious if all three of those quarterbacks were in the same quarterback room. Yeah, I don't know. Send them to Washington. Washington. They wouldn't be bad if they had a quarterback. I would. I think Darnold. Okay, I'm not even a big Darnold guy, but it would be nice to see him in a scheme that, like, you know, didn't Look want to make you put your head through Darnold. anywhere but New York. Yeah, quite literally. Uh, case in point: Ryan Tannehill. Terrible with Miami under Gase, and then oh, Adam Gase goes there too. And then really good with Tennessee. Weird. Adam Gase. Good thing he's an Adam, he's a quarterback genius though. Whisperer. Adam, Adam Gase going to be a position coach by next year. He's going to be a. <laughs> he's going to be a hit the hole. Put <laughs> that on paper. He's going to be a high school coach like the old Denver Broncos head coach whose name is slipping my mind. Fangio. No, he still coaches, unfortunately. Yeah, he's um, still their head coach. Season long. He's oh. still their head coach. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. Oh, I was no. like, is he, head, is he a high school coach? I didn't know that. <laughs> what? I was, I was ready for a story. Um, I don't remember. It was some old guy. But my season long over under, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins over nine and a half. They're at five wins. So I need five more. Let's look at their schedule. I have them beating the Chargers this week. Then you get the Broncos. I have them winning that game. Then you get the Jets. God, enough, I hope en- they win that. Enough, for both of our enough sides. said. And then you get the Bengals. I have them winning that. And then you have four games left where you need one victory. And these games are tougher except for one of them. Chiefs, probably losing that game. Patriots, that's the one I think they win. Raiders, probably going to win that one too. It's closer though. And then the Bills, also a close game. But I'd probably give it to the Bills there. So I have them going ten and six or eleven and five. Sheesh. Sheesh. Right. Yeah, I want to see how Tua plays, but yeah, I mean, if I mean, be- after this week, the problem is that never might go up. That's true. Now's the time to bet it if you believe. So I, yeah, that's not a bad play. Um, I have Colts under nine and a half. They are currently five and three. They have to go four and four in order for this to hit. Um, I. I just think offensively, it's it's a problem with Philip Rivers. They don't throw the ball downfield. T.Y. Hilton's hurt. 
They've been banged up at running back. It's lots of little swing passes, screen passes, little dink and dunk kind of stuff. Um, they rely very heavily on their defense. Their remaining schedule, they are playing Tennessee, Packers, Tennessee again, Houston, Vegas, Houston, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. I think 4-4 four and four looking at that is an absolute best-case scenario. I think they lose to Tennessee and Houston probably once each. Um, I think they very possibly could lose to Vegas. I think they lose to Pittsburgh. They probably beat Jacksonville. They probably lose to the Packers. I feel like a 500 season at this point is probably going to look like a success with this remaining schedule and the way they've played. So I'm going to take the Colts under 9.5. Nice. And they have to go 5-4 and four to cover that, right? Yes. Yeah. Five I'm sorry, 5-3. Three. Three. Yeah, I don't see and that. I don't I'm see that happening. I actually like all three of these. I wish, you, I wish Oregon sports, lot, sports uh, scoreboard lottery would let you parlay these. That that however, nice. you know. Reach out to your local congressman. Change that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So those are what, I guess, did we hit on over-unders? Uh, I haven't is. given mine yet. What's yours? Dun, dun, dun. Broncos Raiders under 51. I don't think the Broncos can score. I like the Raiders offense, but I think it once they get the lead, they just give it to Josh Jacobs, let him run the clock out. God alone. All right, so coming back, I, th- I thought I'd give you guys a little gift here. So Thursday Night Football props. Um, all touchdown props because, you know, we like touchdowns on this podcast. Yeah. Points are cool. Uh, Johnu Smith, anytime touchdown, plus 200. If you're really confident in that Tennessee offense and you like them to win, I also like him. Johnu Smith, touchdown first, plus 1,300. Wow. Which is kind of cool. It's got a little Colts defense and special teams. They've got four touchdowns on the season, plus 550. Uh, last I checked, the turnovers happen, especially on Thursday Night Football. And then uh, Jordan Wickens, oh, sorry, Wilkins, um, kind of a running back for the Colts. They really can't figure out who's going to score for them in the red zone. Um, I think at some point they're probably going to the f- run the football here. And I think Wilkins has the best odds of all the backs, and he has more running touchdowns um, than one half of the other backs in this on this squad. So plus 300, also not a bad look there. So those are my three for uh, Thursday Night Football. Very nice. I like that. Um, um, let's see. So we got a runner. We got that. Uh, oh, my throw crap at the wall parlay of the week. Oh, I love um, the throw crap at the wall parlay. So let's see if I can go find it here. Here it is. Get your notepads ready, folks. Here comes a paragraph. All right. I, it's throwing crap at the wall. So Denver to beat Vegas. I think it's very possible that happens. Houston to beat Cleveland. Why not? Disagree. Carolina to beat Tampa. I don't. I, I think that's probably of the three. That's probably my favorite one. I feel like Tampa's, eh, and Carolina's not a bad team. So plus twenty one hundred odds. Throw a buck at it, you win twenty one. Bada bing, bada boom. Live dogs. We got some live dogs in the squad. Very live dogs, and some others to ponder if you want to just make your own throw crap at the wall parlay. The Bills are plus to win. The Chargers are plus to win. The Bengals. I don't know why I didn't throw them in there. They're winning that game. San Fran, why not? <laughs> you know, just go up and down. Parlay all the all the underdogs. You know, you know, look at the ones that are like plus one fifty to plus two hundred. It means like Denver is plus one eighty five. They're not supposed to win, but if they do, no one's going to be shocked. So I don't know. You hit one of these, and you're 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 sitting pretty. Cash and checks. I got a two get, two team teaser for you. Take those Jags to plus nineteen, baby. Take the Giants to plus nine and a half. 200 dogs, take them up. Minus 120 for a two-team parlay, I 50. think. No. Yeah. It's either 40 or 20. All right. 
Like I said, not 50. Guaranteed. Yes, All right, sir. so uh, bet against Adam Gase the rest of your lives? Yeah, bet against Adam Gase. You have um, eight games or nine games remaining. The bet, the so over in, yeah. bet the over in uh, any Buffalo game because their defense is awful. And yeah. they showed last week they can score a lot of points. And Pretty Seattle. And Seattle. Seattle game. Yeah, catch those tickets, boys. Anyway, thanks for listening. You heard the handles at the top of the pod. We will be back next week. Take it easy. Glad to be back. I'm going 3-0.